Welcome back to another episode of Clay, the podcast for Christian men desiring to be the best that they can be for his kingdom's cause. My name is Justin, and I am your host. Clay stands for courageously leading, always yearning, and that is the men that we're called to be. Courageous leaders, always yearning for more Jesus. If Jesus is what you want more of, then you're going to find that uh, life is going to look a bit more like him. It may not be great. It may not be perfect, right? Uh, we're going to go through struggles and trials and tribulations, and life's going to happen. But you and the character that you're developing, who are you modeling that off of? Who are you developing yourself into? Who are you trying to be more like? Who are you trying to grow? What are you trying to be? That is the, the point of clay. It is to uh, broaden our horizons as men, encourage us as men, one another as men, to step up, to be those courageous leaders, to not settle for what the world is trying to get you to settle for, to not fall into complacent habits and routines and just be worthless, essentially. That's what the world wants. I mean, look around. The world is happy with you being unproductive, having zero impact. In fact, as a Christian, the world would prefer that you just kind of lay low and be quiet, be tempered, be nothing, right? So uh, if you get some value out of this podcast, if you get some uh, value, if you thought that that intro was a bit cringy, then share the podcast. Yes, that was a bit of a reverse psychology move there. Share, share the show. The only way this show is going to grow is if you share it. So press that button. Also, if you uh, feel so inclined, leave us a review. Leave us, uh, hit that five-star review on whatever platform you are listening to this podcast on. Uh, it helps us with uh, the search. It helps us be found. It helps everything. So uh, we would uh, love for that. And that would be, that would be huge. So I'm not above asking. In fact, if you have not left a review and uh, you're an avid listener of the podcast, then help us out. Go leave a review. Pause right now. Go leave a review and then come back for this episode. And as promised, this is your Wednesday episode of Pride Month. We are continuing with the series on Pride Month and uh, sexuality and things, things of that nature. And this episode is uh, titled as such, Mom, Dad, We Need to Talk. What happens when you hear that from your kids or from somebody that you uh, love and, and care about, a relationship, somebody who is uh, coming out of the closet as it has been uh, phrased and coined. Uh, we've given it this name, uh, this uh, this status update, so to speak, that really makes it feel special, doesn't it? Uh, it makes it feel like it is a, a rite of passage, almost, an entitlement into this new lifestyle or this confessing this thing about you that is just so, so very true. And as promised in last week's episode, this week's episode is how do you reconcile that conversation? How do you have that conversation? What do you do when somebody that you love, that you care about, perhaps your kids, perhaps a family member, uh, maybe a, a close friend, decides they're going to, quote, come out of the closet, end quote, to you? What do you do with that? Where do you go from there? How do you engage in that conversation? What are you supposed to say? Where do you go for support? These are all questions that are very valid questions. And full disclosure, I have not had to experience this uh, from my own kids. Uh, granted, I have a two-and-a-half-year-old and a, a two-week-old. So uh, that would be uh, incredibly uh, insane if that was to happen. Now, uh, that being sa uh, said, I have had friends and uh, family members 
share such news with me. And what I'm going to share with you today is not me saying, hey, this is the one, two, three step to uh, convince somebody that they're wrong and that they're pursuing the wrong things and that uh, they have clouded judgments and that uh, they're inaccurate in their understanding of uh, who they are and who God created them to be. While all of those things may be absolutely 100% true in this situation, this is not what this podcast is going to be about. I don't have a secret recipe. I'm not a master of convincing somebody of their sin. In fact, I, I think that that's perhaps even the, the, wrong, the wrong way to go about it. You know, as I was thinking about this episode and uh, what I was going to share here, there's a lot of books that you can read. There's a ton of books that you can read. There's a lot of resources that you can go to. There are some great fantastic resources out there of uh, Christians who are in leadership today who have uh, left that alternative lifestyle behind because uh, they have found uh, truth and they uh, they have uh, had their life radically changed by the person of Jesus uh, and and there are there's there's a ton of resources and I I could spend a lot of time telling you, here's, here's, here's step one, here's step two, and here's what you should do here, and here's how you handle this. And I've read a few of the books. Actually, I've read quite a few of the books. And uh, that's, again, that's not my goal here. My, my goal is actually to draw our attention as men to how do we support one another in this time? How do we support one another in this journey? How do we walk with one another in this time, because uh, this is something that, uh, unfortunately, if you are not dealing with it or haven't dealt with it personally in your life, you probably know somebody in your church, and uh, maybe it's even in your own life group or Bible study or small group or, uh, or or your own inner community that has gone through this journey, and it's uh, it's had mixed results more than likely. You may have seen somebody uh, step into this alternate lifestyle, this alternative lifestyle, I should say, and uh, and and spend some time there, and then uh, and then come back. And there's this big prodigal son story, or prodigal daughter story, and it's and that's that's a beautiful thing. Let us not uh, put down the prodigal story, as we are all prodigals in our own right, are we not? But what do you do as somebody who is? journeying through this. If it's uh, you as a parent and your kid comes to you with that question or that comments, you know, we need to talk and they choose to uh, come out of the closet to you uh, again, um, to use the, the phrase so, uh, so heavily worshiped by the world and celebrated rather. What do you, what do you do? What do you do with that? How do you respond? You probably feel alone you probably feel like your world is shaken because you know that you set out to raise up your child in the way that he or she should go and she shall not depart from it. And there's all of this twisted confusion and frustration that comes along with something like that. You may respond and try and convince and beg and plead your child or family member to change their mind. Like this isn't, this isn't you. You're, you're listening to the wrong thing. And if this is not something that's been well thought out for a long period of time, that may work. It may work that somebody's just feeling some confusion in, in a moment uh, and, uh, and they're wondering or they're, they're, or they're, they're coming out, quote, 
end quote, is actually a cry for help. Like, help me understand this. I'm in this weird spot. And I just don't get it. I'm, I'm hearing one thing. I, I know that one thing's right, but I'm feeling this. And ah, just help, help me. Or you may be in a situation, and this is uh, what happened to me with a family member where uh, a relationship, a same-sex relationship had been going on for over a year uh, before it became public to family. That that was that was really that was really painful to find out, and in, in that capacity, especially when uh, before before this uh, news broke a few weeks prior, I had actually been having coffee with this person, and uh, she asked me a, a, a couple of questions about this topic, and I poured my heart out there, and uh, and and there was you know some some tears there, and I I was. I was feeling a you know a certain kind of way, and I felt like I left that conversation. Going, wow, that was a really great conversation. I'm, I'm glad that my, my sister is so, uh, so paying attention to these things that are happening in the world around us, and uh, so concerned for you know her friends and those that, those that she's seen go down this road, and she's going to a you know a liberal Christian school at the time, and there is a, there's a lot of like optimism coming out of that conversation. I never once suspected that uh, my sister had been in a relationship for a year at that point in time, though. And in fact, I, I was blown away, actually, when that news broke uh, not too long after that. And I think about that conversation often. I think about that conversation, and maybe there was something that I I wasn't picking up on. Maybe there was something that I was I was missing. Uh, it turns out I was I was a test. I was a test for... Uh, when she chose to tell my parents. And that's something that happens a lot. When you have this conversation with somebody, uh, there's a good chance that you're not the first person that they've told. Uh, they probably have told multiple people already. They've probably been edified in multiple circles, uh, perhaps even celebrated, perhaps uh, in- encouraged and cheered on. At the time that they're telling you, they probably have some people if they're coming from the church, then they have some people praying for said individual. Hey, I'm going to pray for that conversation. I, you know, I'd hope that it goes well. And you're going to have a lot of uh, a lot of contention in this realm because uh, the reality is, at this point, influence has happened. Somebody has influenced uh, your son or daughter or your friend or your family your relative or whomever it may be. There has been a, an ample amount of influence here. And this is this is why it is so so very important for us as the church to truly be the church for one another, to truly be the community and the family that we are called to be, to be willing to talk about these things with one another because your story may help the family down the road or the family across the sanctuary in church that's just now going through the same thing that you've been wrestling with for two years. This uh, dark journey that you've been uh, struggling with and, and and that bothers you and that sits in the back of your mind as you're driving to and from work, as you're uh, sitting there at your office, as you're going to bed at night, it pops in and out and it's this haunting, this haunting thing that just eats at you and it just bothers you and it's this piece of darkness that's just looming and it's not going away. And every family occasion that comes up, every opportunity to gather, 
this darkness rears its face and you don't know if you're excited to get together as a family to celebrate yet another holiday or if you would rather just pretend like this holiday doesn't exist and that we're not gathering and that it's not happening because distance, avoidance is easier. And for some, you're going to be actively engaged in this life and this relationship and you're going to be wrestling with do I do I support this relationship or or not? Like I don't want to push my son or daughter or family member or relative or friend away. I don't want to push them away, but I don't want to condone the relationship either. I don't want to condone the sin. I don't want to I don't want to give credence to this, do I? Is me inviting them around is that is that condoning the behavior? Is that is that edifying the behavior? Is that edifying the sin or 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 is it loving the, the person and not loving the sin? And there's all of these confusing variables that happen here and now and are going to continue to happen here and now. But you don't want to talk to anybody about it. You don't want to talk to your brothers and sisters in Christ who may or may not be going through the same thing in their household. You don't, you don't want to share, do you? Because it might reflect poorly on you or perhaps you just don't want to deal with it or perhaps you're afraid of what somebody will think about you. All of these things are, are, are valid. And I don't want to sit here and tell you that you're wrong in these things. Cause again, I'm going through it too. And I've gone through it and I've had some conversations with some people that have been really, really helpful. I've also had some conversations with others that have been really not helpful. <laughs> in fact, they've revealed some gaps in the relationship that I didn't know that were there. Some beliefs that were different. Some interpretations of scripture that were different. Which leads me to another thing. It is really tempting to change your view of scripture, what you know to be true, to fit better for what you hope for, for your loved ones. Because the idea of your loved ones choosing a life intentionally, living in sin, is one that you don't want to accept. So you'll look for the same evidence that that person did, and you'll, you'll do your research, and you will convince yourself that the Word of God isn't right, that it's not quite correct how it's written. And... The problem with that is if you come to that conclusion, you have to get rid of the whole thing. Not that there's not some good sayings in there and some good ways to live, but if you're willing to change the Word of God, if you're willing to dismantle and discredit the Word of God for one sin, then you may as well remove it as a standard for everything. Because all you have done all you have done is taken another bite of the lie that's being served day in and day out. And you've let your guard down. And now you have let Satan convince you in confusion, in hurt, in pain, in a very vulnerable time that you know what? Maybe, maybe Eve was right to take a bite of that apple. 
because God was holding out. Because God wasn't being honest. Because God was keeping something from Adam and Eve. And when you've gone there, when you have accepted that lie, when you've taken a bite, you have chosen, you've chosen to remove that standard from your life. That standard is no longer the firm standard, the firm foundation that you have claimed and planted your faith on. Now the next time there's a social issue or there's an, a, a problem that the world is, is saying, well, you know what, God got this wrong too, and, and, and now you're left with an issue, aren't you? You made an exception for one thing. Why can't you make an exception for another and another and another and another? Herein lies a big problem with avoiding the issue, avoiding the conversation, not engaging in these conversations. Is that as you do that, you give ground to the enemy. You give ground to the enemy in your life and in the battle of whatever topic it is that you're talking about, whatever flavor it is that day, you give up ground. And the more ground you give up, the harder it is to make it up. It's just like in a race. You start falling behind and those seconds become more and more and more. There's a big difference between one second versus two versus 10 versus 30. And the further behind you fall, the further behind you drift, the more difficult it is to come back. The more difficult it is. Not impossible, but the more difficult it is to make up that ground. So where do we go from here, men? Where do you take this conversation? Well, what is it that you're holding on to? What is it that you're not talking about? What is it that you haven't shared with your men's group that you've been meeting with for six years on on a Saturday morning for coffee and talking about the Bible? Perhaps you talk about the word really great and it's been awesome and it's it's so so good and you do this thing and I'm not going to put that down at all. I think that's great. But this is this is a call to you. What is it that you haven't shared? What is it that you aren't walking with people through, but you're rather choosing to walk solo? What is it that you're keeping so close to the chest? What is it that you're avoiding? What is it that you're pretending doesn't exist or isn't an issue? It may not be the topic at hand for this episode. Maybe it's your porn habit. Maybe it's your eating habits. Maybe it's the fact that you talk like you're in the Word every day, but you haven't opened up your Bible in months. Maybe it's the fact that you don't really pursue your wife anymore. Maybe it's the fact that you're stalking at your job and you're doing just enough to get by because that's all you really need to do to get the paycheck to come in. What is it? What is it that you're hiding? What is it that you're avoiding? Let's talk about that. Take this episode, share it with somebody who you're doing life with, who you're going through life with. Share it with another man who needs to hear this episode. All men need to hear it, do they not? And let's reveal those things that we're avoiding. Let's lay them before the throne. And let's, let's bring them up with some guys that can walk through life with us, that can do life with us that perhaps have some perspective for us. Or maybe they can just be a shoulder. 
a shoulder for us to go in battle together, shoulder to shoulder. Let's make up this ground that we've allowed to grow between us. Let's make up this ground on the battlefield. Let's get in the fight. Let's get active. Let's be the man that God has called us to be. Let's do something with the feet and the hands and the mind that God has given you. Let's go to work. Let's pick up our sword. Let's go to battle. Let's do something. Seriously, let's do something. We don't need a bunch of men to sit on their hands and hope that somebody else is going to step forward and fill in the gap and and, and be the men that their wives need them to be or their church needs them to be for crying out loud. That's your job. That's your job. It is your job. And these things that you're avoiding, the things that you're pretending like don't exist in your life, the things that you're faking, come on, dude. Come on. Stop that. Stop it. You are better than that. And you know what? You have a God that is better than all. So lay it down at his feet and leave it there. Leave it. Let's move on.